Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. There is a lot to get updated on. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Your pandemic pessimist here on the job in Victoria reporting in. Yes, and how do you feel about that title? Well, I mean, look, uh, I sympathize with everybody who's tired of this thing and wishes it would be over, and I'm regularly tempted to act as if it's over, too. So far, I've been able to resist the temptation. I wish everybody else could as well, and I recognize it's not easy to do. But uh, look where we are today. I, I Headline in the Vancouver Sun today, The Wrath of Omicron. I, I know it sounds like an episode in Star Trek or Lord of the Rings, but joking aside, um, this thing is really serious. It's coming at us very, very quickly. Um, I, we can point to a whole number of indicators. I was pretty struck by Dr. Teresa Tam yesterday, who said we need to throw everything we have at this thing because of the rate at which the cases are increasing exponentially, geometrically. Um, we're getting the briefing today from BC today. We'll find out if Adrian Dix and Dr. Bonnie Henry agree that we need to act quickly. But there's plenty of evidence from around the world that we should be. It certainly seems the case. But the thing is here in BC, like we've talked about this for the last few weeks, Vaughn, and I guess we'll find out today if public health officials are now starting to take it as seriously as all the discussion seems to be about. Yeah, I mean, look, the BC line is, uh, they're monitoring the situation and they're counting the cases and they're testing. So when we test positive for COVID-19, you need to do a second test to see which variant it is. In, I'll give you one example. I see this one uh, yesterday out of the University of Washington in Washington State. So they started testing on this a couple of weeks ago. And the most recent report they have tells you what Omicron is like. Uh, the first day they tested, they test a couple hundred positives. So these are positive COVID-19 cases. So the first day they tested, they get three cases. The second day they tested, they find seven cases of Omicron. The third day they tested, they find 14 cases. So it's doubling every day. Now, it's a small sample, and it's just one place. But if you look around Europe, uh, where they're ahead of us in this trend, or the province of Ontario, where the public health officer is giving a briefing today, um, we're just about a week or so behind that. And, you know, if it's if the cases are doubling every day, this thing is two or three times more transmissible than Delta. We're just, you know, a few days away from the kind of numbers you've seen elsewhere. Uh, I know you mentioned this morning on the news, uh, Simi, that uh, this outbreak at the University of Victoria, they went from 30 cases uh, reported on Friday to 124 yeah. cases reported on Monday. Four of them are Omicron. So that's only four, but it's early. That's the point about this thing. It sweeps over you very quickly. And as Dr. Teresa Tam said yesterday, we should be throwing everything we have at this thing to try to bend the curve. The question is, what is everything we have? Well, based on what's going on elsewhere, uh, the uh, booster shots are the biggest thing. Uh, BC has still got a fairly leisurely approach to booster shots. Boris Johnson in the UK is saying basically everybody in the UK over the age of 18 gets a booster shot before New Year's. So they've really stepped it up. Other places have really stepped it up. 
BC, well, we've done a little bit, but nothing like they're doing elsewhere. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that massive backlog of rapid tests that we have in storage here. You could start to use them to check things out, uh, contain some things. Dr. Bonnie Henry's not a fan of rapid testing, never has been, but again, other jurisdictions seem to be making some good use of them in these extraordinary circumstances. Yeah, I don't understand. That's the thing, right? The pressure has been, give it to certain groups, give it to people, just let them have it. Why are they holding on to them? I don't know how many times I've heard that question asked in the press conference. I mean, I get notes all the time. I'm sure everybody else does, too. Why don't you ask her this? Well, she's been asked, and she doesn't think they're all that useful. So, you know, uh, I mean, there's an awful lot of things you can point to that Dr. Bonnie Henry has done that are uh, worthy of respect and that have worked fairly well. Uh, so I guess you defer to her judgment on some other things. At least that seems to be the pattern here in British Columbia. And I'm not suggesting panic, but I think, as I said, Dr. Tam yesterday was pretty good on this subject. And she's been accused of, you know, slow response, too. I, I mean, look, we've never been there before. Public health, health officials are under pressures one that they've never faced before, and there's still an awful lot we don't know about COVID-19 and immunity and Omicron and all that. So these are judgment calls. I'd say the only judgment call that I would, judging from what's going on elsewhere, we need to be responding more quickly to this challenge because Omicron is far more transmissible than Delta, and Delta was bad enough. Do you think then we'll we'll get a bit of a change in tone today? Well, how we get a change in tone, and I think we will. Uh, I expect all of my colleagues are lining up to ask questions. We're getting a, a technical briefing on the modeling, first of all, and we get that. But there's a lag in that, right? I mean, it's sort of here's how we were doing, you know, a while back. Again, this thing is moving so fast that I think the questions will be less on what the modeling shows than what are you going to do right now. Uh, another one, our, our colleague Keith Baldry reported this. Um, the, the, the kid vaccination rate is slowing. So right at the beginning when the pediatric vaccination was made available, like the parents that wanted it done very quickly registered. But it's slowing down now. And this has happened in previous phases of the pandemic. Uh, you know, the keeners, the, the people who buy the science, the people who are really worried, they sign up right away, but it's slowing down now. And so, you know, that was another challenge was getting all the, the, the youngsters in the age 5 to 11 cohort vaccinated, and that's slowing down as well. So I do think uh, we're going to need a big push here. Dr. Henry said last week that she wasn't planning any new restrictions. And that was the situation. As she saw it last week, cases were dropping last week. They're starting to climb again. I think that's another thing that we, I hope we hear some indication this today. No, uh, additional restrictions are in the works. I I give you, I'll try to make this not sound like a black humor joke, but I give you what the Norwegians announced yesterday, which is they're banning serving of alcohol in restaurants and bars. I mean, look, again, I'm not joking. It's not funny, 
but it's an indication of just how serious this is in in some of the European countries. Um, I know you had a very good briefing yesterday from Shane Woodford mm-hmm. on the situation in Denmark. Um, again, look around the world. Uh, this thing, uh, we're lucky. We're not at those levels yet, but it's clear we're going to have to be prepared to be at those levels because we're not immune to it. It's just we don't have as many cases as other places have. True. Okay, so that's coming up later today. But let's also talk about this Surrey situation, the Doug McCallum situation, about the fact that he's a city lawyer is going or a city is going to pay for his legal bills. Yes. So uh, you know, Doug McCallum, uh, mayor of Surrey, is entitled to the presumption of innocence, like anybody else charged with a, uh, a crime, of an offense. In this case, public mischief. But I would question whether or not he's entitled to have his legal bills paid. Uh, Surrey has a policy that says where mayor or council or officials uh, are charged in connection with their work, duties, responsibilities, they're indemnified. Their legal bills will be paid. That is a policy that, in my view, should be in place. But the mayor himself said he was grocery shopping when this offense happened. So if if you're accused of doing something while you're grocery shopping... Is it clear-cut? I don't know as though it is. It strikes me it should be subject to an independent review. But the one thing I would say is that provincial government has that policy as well, but they have a very good catch. If your legal bills are paid, and that's approved at a high level in the Attorney General's ministry and approved independently that you qualify, it comes with a catch. If you're convicted, you have to pay the legal bills back. So it strikes me that there are some provincial protections on this. They were put in place uh, starting under the previous NDP government, uh, you know, just really to deal with the public concern, which is um, why should we be paying those legal bills? Well, there are grounds for paying it. If a public official is charged with an offense in connection with their duties, I think there is a good argument to be made that they should be indemnified. Right. But, that but I like the catch. Yeah. If they're convicted, um, they were, you know, they're convicted, they're guilty of wrongdoing. Why should the public be paying the legal bills in those circumstances? Well, yeah, and I know the argument here also is it wasn't, uh, he wasn't exactly on the job. He was grocery shopping. Yeah, exactly. So, so, but, you know, it's civic election year next year yeah, in Surrey, and the voters uh, will deal with this, in my view. Uh, they will decide, uh, you know, what their view of this is. And I think for that reason, we can be pretty sure that by the time civic election day rolls around in Surrey, the voters will yeah. sort it out to the satisfaction of the voters. That is very true, right? They will have the final word. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.